0: There's a, there's a saying that says belief systems are so strong you simply cannot operate against them. There you go. And so their thinking right now is around the belief that they got this game, they can win. And I believe that they truly believe that. Yeah. And when you have a strong belief like that, you play inspired football, you live an inspired life, and there's not many things that can stop you.
1: Hey, welcome back to another rep. I have Matt Clark. I love Matt. Matt is a great leader He goes all over the country, and I'm not lying all over the country, all the time. But you know what else he does? And I know you know this from the last time we were on the show. He travels and chases his son's football team all around the country too. I the do. Oklahoma State Pokes. Go Pokes! Love them guys. I mean, talk about your heart jumping out of your chest these last couple games. Been crazy! Oh my gosh!
0: I tell you, the game against. Oklahoma. Yeah, let's start with that. Right after Thanksgiving it was probably the most exciting sporting event I've ever been to. Why? Given my son was on the field is one thing, but it was just a battle between two rivals back and forth, back and forth. The energy was electric and it literally came down to the last couple of seconds on defensive stops. And what I love about winning a game on defense is we just, it just affirms the fact that defense wins championships. Oh, here we go! And defense I, wins championships. I just love the discipline of a good defense. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's you know what? It you said electric. I don't even know if electric is the right word for it. It's just like it was so fun, and crazy. I knew you were there at the stadium. I was watching it. I was like gripping my couch, you know. <laughs> very less if you're not a football fan, I mean, you can still enjoy it just for the energy that the whole situation brings, and then, you know, just, that's a huge rival. What are they, huge, 90 miles apart, 70 miles apart? Huge rival.
0: No, they're about 45 minutes Ooh. apart from each other, maybe an hour, but for those kids to be able to experience a sporting event at that level, with that many people, with that energy... It's just a ridiculous opportunity. I'm just (laughs) grateful for
1: it. Why? Let's go there. Why? Because they're how old and they're doing, you know.
0: They're anywhere, anywhere between 19 and 23 years old. They have put their blood, sweat, and tears into a season starting in January. Yeah. All the way through that last regular season game in November. Yeah. And watching it on TV, you don't realize the work and the, 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 just the difficulties that go into being prepared for that moment. I don't think
1: just a normal citizen understands that. No. You know, just the normal fan who's really watching it. Even the kids that go to school there that are, that are you know, they feel like they're part of the team and, and they want to be part of that team, and they are kind of part of that team. But when you're invested, like, you are with your son in the game and you talk to him on the phone every night and you talk to him after Mm -hmm. practice and you find out you really find out how how deeply they're invested and then it makes you more invested into that whole thing
0: yeah and the physical preparation is one thing but the emotional and mental preparation is a whole another thing that people don't give credit for the 6 a.m stadiums the, the team meetings the lifts the workouts the practices the chapels the 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 playbook study, and just being prepared emotionally. Thank you. Is yep. more um, difficult than I think. One, most people realize, and two, most people probably more than you willing, realized. Most people are actually willing to do the work to be prepared.
1: That's right. That you you really don't know how far you can go until you're coached, mm-hmm. until you're pressed, until you're pulled, until you're pushed. And that's what I love about this leadership. I love the way you lead. You're constantly, you know, pushing out emails of encouragement and, and doing that. And that's what coaches do. Mm-hmm. That's And, you know, he went uh, – Ethan gets to go over there and play on Oklahoma State, and he's got Mike Gundy as the coach. Mike played there. Yeah. Mike's coached there forever. And he's done a great job of leading through the thick and the thin, the highs and the lows, the almost got there and I got there and, you know, all those different things. And and that's the ebbs and flows of of winning and losing, but also leadership. And what I think Coach Gundy, I know him, you know, what he does is he teaches each kid on the team, each player on the team to be a leader in their own way, to lead their own life. To lead lead yourself through academics, lead yourself through this football, lead yourself through this life that you mm-hmm. have, this college life, because
0: eventually this is all going to end, and it's going to be what are you? What are you? What are you, what are you going to be doing next? And you know, to that point, he doesn't just coach the players, which he does. Yeah, he coaches his coaches. Absolutely. So that they can coach the players, and that's a really great lesson on building a team. I remember watching their practice one Saturday and just being amazed at the cadence and the organization on how every single minute was scripted and it wasn't Gundy out there doing it. It was his coaches out there doing it and they were consistent with their message. They were consistent with their discipline and it's just an incredibly well-oiled machine. Yeah. Coach Gundy
1: didn't have to do it on the field because he did it in the, in the room. He did it and it's been done over and over and over. And he, has this standard, this expectation for which we run this organization at. And if I go out to the field and I see that it's not that way, we're going to make sure it changes or we're going to change. And that's what I love about it. Okay, the next game,
0: Okay. (laughs) they they beat Oklahoma, right? Yep. Then what happens? Then they went to Baylor in the Big 12 championship. And again, crazy. Crazy game. (laughs) Didn't play our best. Didn't have all the right people on the field, and that can't be an excuse. Yeah. We just came up short. Yeah. Like you know, how short? Like a half a yard. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> it was a half a yard. Hard. It was the a diving. Diving for the pylon and <laughs> yeah. just missed it.
1: Oh, it was like, I mean, that shows you, like you said, you didn't play the best game, probably your best game as a team. But still, in the end, if you just keep fighting and you just keep scratching and trying and, and working Who knows how it's gonna end.
0: You know, leading up to that game that week, Ethan was sharing with us the 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 word picture that Gundy was giving to the team in terms of kind of where they were in their journey. Yeah. And he likened it to Columbus coming across the Atlantic to the New World. How he disembarked Spain and he was out in seas and they were dealing with these tumultuous ups and downs and waves and storms and people getting sick and people doubting and uh, you know, close mutiny and all of these negative things, but yet they're continued to slowly move forward. And he's like, that's where you've been. And now we can see land, Yeah, right? And you can I see land it. and everybody on the boat and everybody in the ship and everybody on the team was now finally excited because this was the destination that they had declared at the start of the season, at the start of preseason, at the start of camp in January, that they were going after a big 12 championship. And despite the pain, the struggles, the difficulties, the storms. They made it through. They can see land. Oh, let's go get it. Let's go get it. And it was kind of a really cool way to express the journey that they had been on. And while they wound up a few inches short of a victory, Baylor played a great game. I love oh, Those yeah. kids were inspiring. They're still going to a really incredible bowl game against Notre Dame. That's right. The Fiesta Somebody Bowl. you're familiar with. Number nine versus number five. Just can't wait to see that. Notre game.
1: Dame's gone through a little bit of leadership uh, transition right now. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that, that's what this all gets down to. Who are you when uh, adversity strikes Who are you? You know, what what are you made of? What's on your inside? Mm -hmm. When you get scratched a little bit, you bleed. How quickly do you come back from that? And what do you do? There's a huge difference between pressure and purpose. Mm -hmm. Huge difference. You know, uh, Oklahoma State, I watch that. That's like Purpose. We're purpose-driven. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to do it. We're not going to flinch on our way. We're going to get hit in the mouth. We're going to get you know our tooth chipped off, and we're going to get our eye poked in, and somebody's going to get hurt. But we're going to keep rolling. We're going to keep going and because we're, we're, we have a purpose. Yeah. Our purpose is to dri- drive this team to a championship. Their championship is a festival now, which is awesome, yep. January 1st. Eleven A. M. Mountain Standard Time. I know you can't wait.
0: Can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, I want to talk real quick. We brought up you brought up the leadership change in Notre Dame. Yeah. Because I think this is an important lesson also as we're kind of talking about this, which yeah. is I think one of the great testaments about Brian Kelly's leadership. Yeah. Is the fact that they promoted within
1: Absolutely for the
0: yep. next head coach. Absolutely. And that's what our job is. Yeah. Our job is, is that when we're done coaching our team, there are plenty of people on our team ready to step up and take our place.
1: That's right. Raise the next leader. You know, we're, as a leader, we're as good as our next leader that follows yep. us. Whether we choose them from our team or some other team, it doesn't matter. But we definitely want to bring up the leaders within our team. Yeah. There's a lot to be said. There, We're going to talk more about leadership as we go through sure. this conversation here. But... Um, we talked about purpose over pressure. Sometimes we feel like if Mike Gundy felt so pressured up in those games, he would have never got to those games. He would have flinched and made the wrong call. He would have uh, whatever happens. But he had this purpose where it was he was driven to. You know what? Everybody relax. This, is, this gets to my next point. Ignore the noise and keep playing forward. Ignore the noise. It gets noisy in some of those games. You get behind by 20 points. You... Um, you know whatever the case may be the crowd's booing or the crowd's cheering so loud for the other team that you can't hear what you're saying yourself it gets super noisy it gets super noisy in offices like this Mm -hmm. with gossip and um, you know internal emails and and different things like that so ignore the
0: noise keep playing forward yeah you know there are three there are three ideas that came to mind while you were talking about that I'm going to talk about it in the business sense yeah um One of the things we say around here is listen for the music behind the noise. Because when you have a whole bunch of noise and everybody's squawking and squeaking and complaining and whining and all the stuff that you mentioned, usually there's something behind it that's worth hearing. Yeah. So listen for the music behind the noise. The other thing, really two other thoughts that I kind of default to when I'm in those situations. One of them you taught, which is something I think you learned from Coach Lou Holtz at Notre Dame, which is what's important now?
1: Absolutely.
0: And then the way that I get to what's important now is I ask myself the question, what problem are we trying to solve?
1: That's right.
0: And if I take a step back and don't engage in the drama and ask myself, what problem are we trying to solve? And I can get an answer and then follow that up with, all right, what's important now? Yeah. Which is the first step in moving towards solving that problem. That's right. We can provide a path through that noise to a solution and production and output. Absolutely. Some people
1: get so stuck on the how noisy it is, they get involved with the noise. Yeah. They become part of the noise as opposed to becoming part of the solution. They become a bigger part of the problem. Yep. And what happens is they don't get that victory. They right. don't get that win. They don't they don't understand what's important now. What's important now is to diffuse this noise. Like you just said, I love it. Listen, you got to be able to hear that music. What's good? What's going on here that's good that can help us win? Mm-hmm. And then we can go win with whatever the task is, whether we're doing a football game or business or it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like The Rock says, it doesn't yeah.
0: matter. <laughs> well, think about it. Think about the crowds cheering, everybody yelling. Everybody wanting you to make the big throw, get the touchdown. That's right. When really all you need is four inches to get a first down. That's right. That's the problem you're trying to solve. That's right. So what's important now is put the right people on the field that can get you those four inches to get a first down We'll worry about the touchdown later. Exactly We just right. need to keep the ball.
1: That's what's important now. Yep. I don't know if you watched that game last night. This is Friday morning, Thursday night. Last night was the Chargers versus the Kansas mm-hmm. City Chiefs. And it went into overtime, but the Chiefs had to rally up. And they just had to keep, boom, one play at a time. What's important now? What's important now? What's important now? Ignore the noise because it it was an away stadium (laughs) for them and keep playing forward. And, you know, through my college football coaching experiences and NFL coaching experiences, there are very, there are tons of valuable things. But to be able to understand that when you can ignore the noise and learn how to play forward, it's going to take you through some. Some bad times, like sure even here, you know, as tragic as this tornado hit just north of us in Kentucky, if the people can ignore the noise, understand what's important now, let's get some comfort, let's get some food, let's get yeah. some shelter, ignore all the noise of, you know, whatever else is going on that's not going to help you win, and then play forward, just keep playing forward, keep playing and praying forward, and things will help you. Can happen for
0: you. Yeah, I remember years ago I had a house fire and, and my my house burned down. I lost oh. everything uh, I owned, and there's so much drama around it. And people wanted to do this and do that. And and two thoughts: one, all I needed was a clean pair of clothes to put on. There you go. Uh, some water, a meal, and a place to stay tonight. Yeah, like that was what was important first. That's right. Um, second was. All that crap ain't worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. And once you get to that point, and then you start taking baby steps forward, you can get to a really healthy response. And so as tragic as the tornadoes have been, the loss of life, the loss of property, the loss of towns, the loss of hope. Yeah. What's important now is for most of them, a meal, clean clothes, um, a plan. Yep. And place, restore that place hope. to lay their head yeah. and then time, yeah, right? And then over time, those people will recover and they'll recover stronger and better for it.
1: And that's where good leadership steps in, whether it's uh, whoever is in that community. I don't know where it comes from up there. It could come through, you know, policemen, firemen, you know, the first responders leading there. It could be pastoral leadership. It could be. You know, whoever wants to step up in the community—it doesn't matter. It Doesn't even have to be somebody that's yeah. ever led before. It could just be somebody that got his house whacked off of its foundation, and he said, "You know what? I'm going to lead. I'm going to help. I'm going to—I'm going to make calls. I'm going to do whatever." Yeah. Anybody can be the next leader. That's what's so great about it. Um, let's talk about—I love this uh, college football playoff situation now yeah. because. It's just uh, the way it developed, and I'm I'm loving college football a little bit more now than ever because there's uh, Cincinnati. They oh, shouldn't be in there, really. I love it, okay? Uh, Michigan, the way they came back and rallied up and, and did some things, and um, and Alabama, heck, they're in it all the time. <laughs> Roll Tide for all you fans out well, there. Well, they're in it all the time. That's for right. A and then Georgia, obviously, they've been they've been strong. But Michigan's going to play Georgia. Who's mm-hmm. your pick?
0: I'm going to pick Michigan. Okay, me too. Why? Two reasons. I think that they're playing inspired football. I think Coach Harbaugh has put in so much work in that team to get them to believe in themselves, and belief is what it's all about. They're coming off of a a really heavy streak. They've been tested all year and won. And so, you know, there's there's a saying that says belief systems are so strong you simply cannot operate against them. There you go. And so their thinking right now is around the belief that they got this game, they can win. And I believe that they truly believe that. Yeah. And when you have a strong belief like that, you play inspired football, you live an inspired life, and there's not many things that can stop you. And um, I just love the journey they've been on, where Georgia, I feel like, has been given the crown since week two. Yeah. And they've kind of coasted through. They've had a few tests here and there. They've had some tough games. Yeah. They've played incredible. Their defense is amazing. I just, I like the momentum. Go blue. There's something about momentum in this world that says <laughs> I love a, a what you lot.
1: said about believe and belief. Because, you know, Jesus would perform a miracle okay. and then he'd look around and he'd go, do you believe? Right. And then he'd walk out. Yep. And he'd leave the scene. And everybody was like, who is this guy? And some guys were like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah. You know, and, and you're so on point when you say that about belief. Because when we can get an office like this believing that we're going to take over the business of this town, mm-hmm. why not? Why not us? Somebody's going to do it, right? Right. Somebody's going to do it. So that's how Michigan, you know, like Harbaugh would say, who has it better than us? And they all yell, nobody! And then they're all singing, it's great to be a Michigan Mobile. And he's
0: yelling that in the frozen tundra of Michigan, <laughs> right? So that toughens you up a little bit. That toughens you up. All right, so Cincinnati has to play Alabama. Uh, clearly. Do you do, need a drum roll on this? Clearly, Alabama, I Will win, but right. I'm really proud of Cincinnati for getting there and, yeah. and proving. I mean, they beat Notre Dame, one yeah. of my favorite teams, and they've just, despite the doubt, yeah. they again are a team. Luke Fickle has got them believing in what is possible despite what the rest of the world says. Oh, yeah. And it's that's, the
1: underdog coming into the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Belief is a wave you can ride a along. Yeah. Wave. I don't
1: think it's going to be as easy for Alabama as some of the people think. I think it's going, to be a, it's going to be a challenge, but Alabama, I mean, the thing that it's gotten noisy at Alabama because their quarterbacks a young dude, and, and so his good. mature as he is, and like you just said, he's so good. he just won the Heisman, and when you win the Heisman, it gets noisy. It gets really noisy. Now, one good thing about Nick, he knows how to defer the noise and keep them focused and playing forward. So that's I
0: remember cool. an interview with Bryce Young early in the season, maybe week two or three, where he was talking to the uh, the, the, the person after the game, and they asked him about did, they ever, did he ever think they were going to lose. And his answer struck me. He said, you know, I didn't. Yeah, I know that we put in the work. I know that we put in the routines. I know we put in the practice. I knew that we were prepared. And so we just went back to the basics That's right. of what we knew to do in the moment. And we knew if we did that, yep. we are going to come out on top. So we didn't panic. And for a young quarterback like that, leading one of the most storied oh. teams in the nation, I was just really impressed by the young man.
1: He's, You know what? He's focused on the words of his leader, mm-hmm. really. And, you know, I've, I've been down to Alabama's practices and, and um, have – scouted kids and drafted kids off their team when I was in the NFL. And I've got to be around Coach Saban and listen to him at practice. And he's not going to yell and scream at you, but he's going to make sure his point is driven home. And like Woody Hayes would say, you can say a thousand things, a th- one thing a thousand times, or a thousand things one time. What's gonna make a difference in that kid's life? And you he and that's Nick, he says one thing a thousand times over and over. Do your job. Do your yeah. job. Do your job. And you get so prepared, it gives you that confidence that you can go in and do anything. It's no different here. Oh. When you come into a meeting prepared, do you think you're gonna lose? Heck no. You're prepared
0: and you're like, we're gonna win this thing. Not only are you do you not think you're gonna lose, you enjoy the battle because you kind of have right. that confidence in the back of your mind knowing you're just waiting for your moment yeah like when i was in college i'd go
1: into a test that i hadn't studied for i was like a little hope i'm hoping you know and then you go into one where you know you got it and you're like i got this one yep no problem all right now for the biggest bowl january 1st the fiesta bowl oklahoma state
0: notre dame you know i'm 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 torn Uh, uh I'm really not. <laughs> I've been a Notre Dame fan since I was three years old. Growing up in Massachusetts let it go, as a Catholic, let it go. that was the university. <laughs> and so I'm checking. I'm checking my bias towards Notre Dame, and I'm pulling for the Pokes. I'm pulling for Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, you have to. At least this and, year, you and, have and, to. You know, because I know the kids. Yeah, I know the families. I've stood with, the, you know, the, the quarterbacks' parents. I've stood with yeah. the players' parents. I've had Thanksgiving dinners with the with the players. We've been. The breakfast, like you know these kids and they're just kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're doing playing their hearts work. Yeah. And they're playing their hearts out. And so I want them to win. Period. I do too. I just want them to win. I do too. And I worked
1: at Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame deep down in the fabric of my soul. But um, and I don't really know Ethan, but I know Ethan's story through you. Mm-hmm. I love you, and I want—I'm pulling for you. Awesome. I think you gotta be connected to a—you know—I don't really care who wins between Alabama and Cincinnati because I'm not connected. Right. It'll be fun. I'll watch it. I'll eat chips and do all that stuff and watch it. But I'm more connected to this one, and I—I'm I, really—it's gonna be a blast. Let's go, folks. Let's, let's go, folks. All right, let's talk a little bit about leadership and something that's just kind of rocked the NFL, and it's been going on, you know, for a little while here. But Urban Meyer Mm -hmm. got let go out of a fat, fat million, multi-multi-million dollar contract. Um, How does that hit you?
0: Uh, I'm dealt with a lot of conflict on how that hits me. My natural sense wants to say he deserved every bit of it. Yeah. And in reality, he didn't lead and coach his team, so he shouldn't be there. Yeah. He's getting assaulted in the media for all of the things, rightfully so, he did wrong. Mm -hmm. He has to be held accountable for those things. But I saw an article just this morning about his daughter coming out and making a statement that, you know, evil will try to destroy good, and there's a war going on, and there's going to be a battle. And when I read that, this is what I thought to myself. I don't know. I don't know, Coach Irvin. I don't know. I don't know what he does in his free time, although we have a little bit of insight based on YouTube (laughs) videos of some of the bad decisions he's made, but who amongst us hasn't made those bad, not those, but bad decisions. Mm -hmm. So how I feel about it is you need to let your life be your testimony as a leader. There you go. And that's difficult to do 100% of the time. Yeah. And I don't believe he should be leading that football team at the same breath I don't believe it's any of our jobs to judge them for it we can say you weren't letting your outward life be your testimony yeah you weren't the example that that team needed and you didn't lead them in a way that could take them to victory and you lost confidence in your owner and your players and apparently what I read is the locker room so those are attributes that should say, no, you can't lead anymore. You've, you've lost that right. Yeah, right. But as a person, you know, you remember the story of Jesus and with the the woman who was uh, supposedly an adulteress. Yeah, at the and well. They were, they, were, they were all around her, and they were getting ready to stone her. Oh, yeah. And he stepped in, yeah. and he drew the line, and he interceded mm-hmm. and said, you, um, you amongst us who has not sinned cast the first there stone. There you go, yeah. And then he walked away. Yeah. So, my prayer is that Urban Meyer and his family recover from this social issue. Yeah. In an amazing way. Yeah. And he goes on to have an impact on young men that he has the potential to have. Right. And I hope that the Jags hire a coach, but... I'm a Titans fan, so I hope they're not good. (laughs) I hope they're not good.
1: (laughs) Well, this is my take, and I'll throw in my two cents. No one's bigger than the team. Yeah, that's true. The team comes first. I don't care if you're working at Churchill. I don't care where you're at. The team comes first. No one's bigger than the team. Even when you think you're bigger than the team, no one's bigger than the team. And a lesson in the Bible from that is Moses, the story Mm. of Moses. And I love one of my favorite quotes of all time. And I've said this on different podcasts is, it's not about you, Moses. It's about the power of God through you. Mm-hmm. And when you start to think it's all about you, then it gets, you get very myopic and, and you start to pressure overrides purpose mm-hmm. and you get pressured up and then you start to not be able to ignore the noise. You can't play forward because you're, you're more pressured up than your purpose driven and things start to unravel for you. As opposed to, you know what, this is what we do. This is how we do it. It's not going great right now, but we're not going to flinch. We're just going to keep repping and keep working and keep going forward. You know, I think I've told you this before. The five five pursuits of a great team are the team comes first. We're all connected all the time. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens to them happens to me. What's important now, everybody owns their actions, even the head coach. The owner, the owner owns that team because there's players that Mm -hmm. want to play for him. There's a city that wants to have a team. There's a state that wants to have a team in that city. The owner's, he's just part of the puzzle. puzzle. Everybody, the team comes first. We're all connected. What's important now? Everybody owns your actions (laughs) and never flinch. When you start flinching, things start unraveling. Sure do. And you'll see that, and you've seen that because you've traveled, you've traveled, you've traveled with the Oklahoma State Cowpokes with their team, and you've seen them never flinch. They keep keep rocking and keep rolling. And I think what what was they finished up? Uh, what was their final record? I think nine. What yeah, was nine. it? Nine. Oh, the final record. ninth. Yeah, ninth oh, in the they, nation, but they're like they eleven have, and one. I eleven think. and one plus yeah. they lost the Big Twelve. Yeah, I mean that's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. You just keep rocking and rolling and and playing forward and playing forward, and um great things happen for you
0: but well, as a leader you have a duty to represent your team absolutely and that's what you said what happens to the team happens to me and the converse is true also what happens to me happens to my team that's right if i'm connected exactly. in the right way you know one of the one of the heroes i see in this story is Trevor Lawrence you watch him play and yeah he's thrown some interceptions but he's a rookie yeah, he's learning a playbook with a lot of extra drama swirling of around him. <laughs> and when I watch him play, and I'm not a huge Trevor Lawrence fan coming into this. I didn't like Clemson because I'm a Notre Dame fan. And well, that just yeah. doesn't fit with me. Yeah. But I'm really proud of him. And, and I think he's going to be one of the heroes of this story because he has been steadfast. He's been humble. And when you see him on the field, He's not making mistakes because he's doing dumb things, although he's done a few. He's pressing. He's playing hard. He's trying to lead his team. He's taking that extra effort and driving, kind of like Brett Favre did, where the mistakes are coming out of just a little extra spark in his play. And I love watching that, and he said the right things. He's a pretty good leader on the field for being so young, so I'm excited to see what he can do.
1: I think uh, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. And it will be interesting to see where where this all goes. And, you know, they'll find another coach. They're going to find another leader, and they're going to do what they do. But the lessons that need to be learned in all this, the leadership lessons (laughs) that need to be learned in all of this, is you're not the end of – you're not the last, greatest, whatever. (laughs) The next guy could be – Equally as good or better than you, or maybe worse, it doesn't. You're the team comes first, and when you serve your team, because it's all about service, right? That's why Christ came here to serve and to build his team around service. And that's why, when the team comes first, you're actually serving the team. Mm-hmm. You serve your team well, Matt. When you go around, you fly around, you talk to your team, you hold. Um, events and Christmas parties and different things to bring your team together, to uh, serve them, to show them leadership qualities, and to bring them tighter together because you know that having them all connected results in wins. And when you can draw out the value in them, I've coached in the NFL. This is what NFL players want. They don't want to be admonished. They want to be shown the value that they have because they want to get the next contract. They want to be longer in the game. Mm-hmm. And when you teach them that they have value and that they can bring value to the team, they they just want to know how much more. What do I need to do? How do I do this? And when you expose that to them, it's like a drug.
0: Yeah. You know, our job, I have a belief system as as leaders. It's our responsibility to help our teammates and their families live better lives. There you go. Doesn't matter what industry you're in; that's your job. And you brought up Moses earlier yeah. today. And if you read through the, I forget the names of the Deuteronomy and and the book where he is kind of going through history and training and teaching the people so that they can be prepared to enter the promised land behind the next the next man up, Joshua.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, and making sure that they're taught. Our job as leaders is to teach, is to equip, is to train. To the point where we become irrelevant. There there's, there's not a single head coach that's ever that's throwing a touchdown pass. That's <laughs> right. Right? Someone are throwing punches. We yeah. <laughs> we got it. We have to. We have to prepare our team to win. Yeah. I and agree. that's not us. It's about them.
1: Yeah. It's always about them. That's why the team comes first. And knowing that we're all connected is so important. So hey, once again thanks so much. I love doing this. I love listening to you and hearing your, um, your, just your philosophy on leadership and your passion for it, what you do. I know what you do. Cause I read all your emails all the Man. time and you're like, well, I got off a plane in you know, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, or I was just got a rental car in Denver, Colorado, or, you know, and I'm driving my daughter from here to wherever. And I just, I love reading it. It's like, it's like I'm reading your journal almost.
0: <laughs> you know, I write those things from not a perspective of a, of a pastor or anything like that. I write them from the perspective of somebody who's in the trenches battling life yeah. with everybody else, and I I choose to go to the Bible for for input, for feedback, for That's counsel, right. and I read it with the intent to apply yeah. to my life, so that and I share. Want to have applied it to me? That's right. I'm not. I'm lecturing me first. Yeah. I'm just sharing the lecture. That's right. <laughs> because other people may or may not be dealing with similar situations. So that's I well, mean, that's we a all huge part.
1: We all are. That's why I do this show, because I think your story helps my story. It definitely. They all help my each story. other. And I think everybody that listens to, um, you know, this another rep, they get to hear somebody else's story, and they're like, you know what, that dude's like me, Yeah. or she's like me. I got that same. Thing going on so I really appreciate you and uh, love having you on the show this won't be the last time coach, let's on. keep repping and um, go, pokes. go pokes we got a fiesta bowl to win yes, <laughs> thank you coach thanks for coming back on another rep Matt I really appreciate it I love your takes on who's going to win all these bowl games no one knows who's going to win these bowl games but who's traveled the country more than you watching football this year other than if you're working in the league or if you're commentating for the league you have a great perspective on a lot of stuff so really appreciate that i appreciate your takes on leadership love that you're you're in it you are deep in it and you are traveling the country leading your team your churchill mortgage teams from all over the all over the country so i really appreciate that and just um if everybody else who's listening to this appreciates it subscribe and share this with your people. Share it with your friends, your family, your team. And um, until then, let's all just keep repping. And I am out.